What is up, everyone? My name is Brandon First, aka First Report, representing the ESBC Podcast Network. It is Tuesday, August 11, 2020. Today is the beginning of the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs in its true form, at least uh, with the 16 teams included. Obviously, in 2020, there was some uh, different differences in how the Stanley Cup uh, playoffs were going to be put together. If you don't know, there are two bubbles uh, in Canada, actually, um, on the we- the West Coast, or the, the Western Conference teams are playing in Edmonton, and the Eastern Conference teams are playing in Toronto. Um, and then in those conferences, 12 teams from each were pretty much invited into the bubble, if you will. Um, the teams that were uh, at the standings five through 12 in each respective conference played each other in a best of five qualifying series. So five played 12, six played 11, seven played 10, eight played nine. And the seeds one through four were already guaranteed their way into the uh, final 16. They played a round robin against each other. Each team played Uh, three games and the standings from there were uh, how the teams were reseeded and as usual when it comes to hockey and the Stanley Cup um, playoffs now this was considered the Stanley Cup qualifiers but similar thing Um, in these eliminations here in the in the NHL anything can happen we saw it in the qualifiers with both 12 seeds the Blackhawks and the Canadians take down their respective five seats. Uh, the Edmonton technically playing at home, obviously no fans, but that's their home arena. Um, they lose in f- uh, four games to the Blackhawks, as do the Pittsburgh Penguins. Now, Pittsburgh was in Toronto, so it wasn't the home ice situation, but they lose in four games to the Montreal Canadiens, uh, a team that really probably shouldn't have won a game or two against um Sidney Crosby and all, and they took three out of four. Very, very surprising, but that's hockey. As a Kings fan, believe me, I'll tell you, uh, obviously our first win of the Stanley Cup in 2012 as an eight seed, the only team ever to do that, it, it, it happens. Um, it's happened before to where those teams have gotten to the Western Conference or Eastern Conference, whatever conference final, and lost there or lost in the Stanley Cup. Um, Tons of parity in the NHL, and it was very apparent, not just in the qualifying, but also in the round robin. We saw a situation where the Boston Bruins were the best team in NHL. They come to the round robin, lose all three games in regulation. They go from being a one seed to now a four seed. And the Philadelphia Flyers, who were on fire heading into the um, stoppage, the, the COVID stoppage, have picked up right where they left off. They go 3-0. They have bumped themselves up to the one seed. So a lot of crazy stuff going on. But today is the day that the 16 teams will begin their fight to the cup. Um, this is now no, um, no more weird stuff. Everything is as usual, minus the travel, uh, minus going to other teams' arenas. Obviously, the bubble is still in effect. But it is now best out of seven, one through eight, Um, Here we go. 16 teams are in. The fight for the Cup continues. It is important to note that this uh, the Stanley Cup is not bracketed. 
So what I mean by that is no matter what happens, so, so let's just say with the NCAA tournament, the NCAA tournament is bracketed. So if the, um, let's just say the 16 seed wins, no matter what, they play the 8-9. Now in hockey, the equivalent to that is the 8 seed. If the 8 seed were to win, they would then face the highest remaining seed. They don't get the uh, the four or the five. They get who, the two or the three, assuming they win. Uh, the two or the three win their series, if that makes sense. Very similar to how the NFL does it. The NFL, you know, the one seed after Wild Card Weekend, the one seed plays the lowest remaining seed. That's how it is in the NHL. So it's not bracketed um, like I believe the NBA is and obviously like NCAA basketball is. So important to note there, but let's dive into the matchups starting um, with the West Western Conference. Obviously, all these games will be played in um, Edmonton. The one seed, uh, the Las Vegas Golden Knights, they ended up winning the, the round robin. They will take on the eight seed, the Chicago Blackhawks. Obviously, the Blackhawks, a, a young but old team, if that makes sense. Obviously, you have guys like Corey Crawford, um, jo uh, Jonathan Taves, Patrick Kane, um, those guys, Duncan Keith, still there. Um, but you also have young players. Uh, I, I can't, I, the, his name escapes me and I could probably have it written down right here and I would probably butcher it because it's a tougher name to pronounce, but um, he had five points, four or five points in his first Stanley Cup game for a rookie. It was the most ever. There's a lot of young talent in Chicago and a lot of it's behind the bench with uh, Jeremy Connington, only I think 32, 33 years old. And he's got this team. They, they, they took down Edmonton, Edmonton with Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. A really good team. They took them down in four games. Now they get to go up against the Las Vegas Golden Knights. That will be a very interesting series to watch as you get kind of um, the upstart Knights versus the, the Blackhawks who have kind of been the, the institution um, for the last five or six years, even though they've been kind of down lately. Actually, it's probably been more than like 10 or 12 years, um, but they have been kind of on a downturn lately. But because of the stoppage and the um, extra teams getting in, the Blackhawks are able to take advantage of that. All you got to do is get invited to the dance. And we saw that in the first round with the Blackhawks. Uh, moving to the two seed is the Colorado Avalanche. They obviously uh, finished second in the round robin, lost to the Golden Knights on the last uh, day, I believe is Sunday, the last day of the round robin. Um, so they get the two seed. They will end up getting the Arizona Coyotes. There was a lot of talk about did Colorado maybe give that game up against the Golden Knights. Um, a lot of people would probably rather play, play the Coyotes than the Blackhawks. I don't think I don't think I would be one of them, honestly. I think the Coyotes are a dangerous team. Obviously, uh, Clayton Keller is good player you have uh, Phil Kessel running around out there it's it's a team that I think is really underestimated and they know it and that's a dangerous thing uh, Colorado though really really strong um, forward lines going uh, left and right with um, you know tons of tons of talent on the ice when Colorado's out there but they have yet to we're talking about Gabriel Landeskog uh, those guys have yet to really advance. And same with Arizona. But we do also see guys like Phil Kessel who have rings, um, things like that. I would be really – I'm really interested to see how this series goes out. I would not be surprised if Arizona nicks Colorado. Moving to the 3-6, it's the 3-seed Dallas Stars versus the 6-seed uh, 
Calgary Flames. Calgary took down Winnipeg in the first round. I'll be honest, it was not something um, – I'm not a fan of Calgary, especially uh, Matthew Kachuk, um, but that's his game. He, he's, his game is to get under people's skins. I don't think he meant to hurt um, Andre Shifley, but, I mean, he, he, he hurt him, period. And when you're a dirty player and you hurt somebody, immediately the first thought is – he did on purpose, and there's nobody to blame but Kachuk. Um, obviously, Calgary moves on um, after a couple uh, Jets go down. They will take on the Dallas Stars, a team that um, is obviously finished third in the round robin, and a team that it has been here before and seems every year Dallas is, is a high seed, and they, they seem to kind of drop the ball. We'll, we'll see how that goes. The 4-5 is the defending Stanley Cup champions, St. Louis Blues, as the 4 seed taking on the Vancouver Canucks in the 5 seed. Very interesting to see how that goes. Vancouver, a young team. It's not the, uh, as they say, your grandfather's uh, Canucks or your father's Canucks with the Sedins and Schneider and all that. No, it's a new, new leaf, and uh, there's a lot of young talent in Vancouver but I think the overall experience of um, the Blues is a huge advantage in that one. Moving to the Eastern Conference, we look at the one seed Philadelphia Flyers taking on the eight seed Montreal Canadiens. The Philadelphia Flyers, I already kind of talked about them, had a great run up until the season was put on hold. Arguably the hottest team or hottest team on um, in the NHL. They carry that over. They go three and zero. They beat. Um, Boston, Washington, and then Tampa Bay to get the number one seed in the Eastern Conference. Their reward is a a Montreal Canadian team that probably has already over um, exceeded what we what was expected. Now there is the situation of Shea Weber and Carey Price. These guys um, are veterans now. Maybe not championship pedigree or championship. Um, neither of them have a ring, but Carey Price might be might go down as one of this generation's after kind of the Waz and the Brodeurs and the Hoshiks left. You know, Flurry's good and all that, but but Carey Price might be this kind of generation's um best goalie, really. It's crazy to think about. He continually kind of uh, mires in mediocrity in, in Montreal and flourishes despite all of that. Everything that's in front of him, obviously, look, he had P.K. Subban on his, as a defensive guy and loved that, and they traded him away. Couldn't have been too happy there, but he stayed the course. Can Carey Price steal that series from the Flyers? We're going to find out if the Flyers can kind of carry that momentum they've had really since February. Obviously, the three months, four months in between didn't matter too much. The two-seed, the Tampa Bay Lightning, and the seven-seed Columbus Blue Jackets. Tampa Bay... Uh, Nikita Kucherov might be the best goal scorer, the best playmaker, best points man in the NHL. Really a joy to watch. The Lightning are a really fun team to watch. But we all flash back to last year when Columbus took them out. So what happens there? Um, we move to the three seed, the Washington Capitals taking on the six seed New York Islanders. Obviously, the first thing you think of with the Washington Capitals is the grade eight, Alexander Ovechkin. Always Always a fun um, experience to watch Alex Ovechkin play. I wasn't a huge fan. Um, I'm not a fan of the Capitals. Don't really care too much for them. But I was very, very happy to see him win a Stanley Cup. He is one of the 
um, best players in this generation. Um, like I said, kind of after, you know, the Gretzkys and all them, it, it, uh, this, this century, Alexander Ovechkin is a top five player and it was good to see him get his. Can he do it again? We'll find out the Islanders. That's a good, good team that you really kind of have to, you, you look and it's a lot of role players, um, but they make it work. Very, very interesting. Uh, to see how that series goes. And the four and the five is the Boston Bruins, who the the city of Boston is not too um, excited right now. Obviously, they were looking um, the Red Sox down, Celtics struggling a bit. I mean, I don't think they're going to get out of the East. And then the Bruins were kind of that team that, hey, look, this is the year the Bruins get back. Um, get their trophy back, and they go 0-3 in the round robin and, frankly, don't look good doing it. Um, the Blues finished, you know, at least with a shootout loss, and they looked okay in their losses. The Bruins have not. Carolina, obviously, as the five seed, not super excited to see a Boston team that is filled with talent. Obviously, yes, in the last three games has underachieved. But whenever you got to deal with a guy like Brad Marchand, to Rask. It's going to be a tough, especially in a seven-game series. That's the biggest thing. Can these lower seeds, these lower seeds, they can, you know, jump out to a 3-1, 3-2 series. Um, and in the qualifiers, that was good enough. Now, this is a seven-game series against, obviously, much better competition. It will be very interesting to see if we see chalk throughout because uh, maybe the other, uh, the top seeds have, have played three Stanley Cup playoff games technically but not but knowing that it's not really the end of the world the Bruins knew okay hey we go 0 and 3 we still have a seven game series to fall back on so we'll see how that goes be very very interesting to see like all sports and like all of life in 2020 it's all kind of a wait and see act but I do know if the qualifiers and the round robins were any indication as to how much fun we are going to have over the next month when it comes to Stanley Cup hockey, it's going to be a lot of fun. And one last thing that I do want to bring up before um, we end this briefing is um, last night was the part two of the NHL draft lottery. Obviously the draft lottery for the NHL, very similar to the NBA, um, the teams that make the playoffs, um, how they go out, they are put in. Um, that's their order they go. But if you don't make the playoffs, you have, Obviously, you know, ping pong balls together. Well, this year, they opened up the playoffs uh, to 12 teams. So the lottery was given out, but only five or six teams were actually put into their slots. So what happened in part one of the draft was the number one overall pick was pretty much a team that was going to be eliminated in the qualifying round. A team that made the playoffs technically would will get the number one overall pick. The number two went to uh, the Los Angeles Kings. In my mind, I don't think that's fair. I don't. I think it should have been the six teams get one through six, and then the other teams, the qualifiers, um, get going from there down. Obviously, Gary Bettman has his butt so far up his or his head so far up his ass that uh, didn't really dawn on him to do that. Instead, the New York Rangers, who once again technically made the playoffs, they get the number one overall pick. Um, and just going down, look, if you're a Detroit Red Wing fan, the only team that was eliminated from playoff contention when 
the uh, season was stopped or postponed till all of this was the Detroit Red Wings. Because of the lottery, they now pick, with only 39 points, they pick fourth. The uh, New York Rangers had 40 more points than the Detroit Red Wings, and they will pick number one overall. It's not fair, especially considering uh, the number one talent, Lafreniere, who just seems like going to be a a transcendent superstar. It reeks of a Patrick Ewing type fix. Um, I personally thought the Penguins were going to get it um, or maybe the Maple Leafs because, of course, the Maple Leafs were uh, eliminated technically as the home team. Very interesting there. But that obviously didn't happen. The Rangers get the number one overall pick. The fix seems to be in. There's already conspiracy theories floating around. I'm sure by the time you listen to this, there will be two more. So enjoy that. Enjoy the games. Enjoy really Stanley Cup hockey. If you're a hockey fan, um, the Stanley Cup playoffs are the best. Now, it will be a little, you know, the atmosphere is a big part of it. Um, we're not going to see offensive linemen chugging beers through catfish this year and, and stuff like that. Um, but we're going to make the best of it because that's what we've done here in 2020. Um, and we're going to be stronger for it. So with that, thank you so much. Once again, my name is Brandon First, a.k.a. First Report, representing the ESBC Podcast Network. Thanks again for listening. Have a great day. Go wash your hands. Don't hate. If you haven't heard of Anchor, it is free. It's a podcast that I use. And they really do a good job for us here at the GFSN betting and team report podcast. It helps us make 70 to 80% of your bets. Now... Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started, my brothers. I'm the best there is.